Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey Dave. Yeah Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. And he has deterred you from enjoying the rest of what was a very expensive vacation. Well, I lost half a day of skiing. Welcome back to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Cara Berry. I'm going to keep it a buck with you guys. I am hungover, okay? Um, I went out with, you know, America's sweetheart, Troy McKeady, last night, and we had some lovely Mexican food, a good old kiki, and on that menu was something called a margarita flight. And we both said, that sounds cute as shit. Yes, please. And so that's where I am. So you're going to have to bear with me. Um, But I think we're going to have some fun here today. I really, really do. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. Starting off with something, a story that has been taking over my Twitter feed and probably yours. Gwyneth Paltrow is at trial. She is all week, all last week, and starting this week as well, she is um, in the midst of a trial over a 2016 ski crash accident that happened in Park City, Utah. Uh, the plaintiff, the accuser, is a uh, 70-something-year-old man named Terry Sanderson. Um, he is seemingly kind of a stunt queen, but anyway, um, he accused Gwyneth of crashing into him and causing grievous bodily harm um Gwyneth clapped back and said I, no did not happen in fact you 
ran into me and I'm going to counter sue you, but I'm going to do it the classy rich person way by only counter suing you for a dollar plus legal fees. Now this situation is as follows. She was on the slopes with, um, Brad Falchuk, her now husband, he's a producer, very wealthy man in Hollywood and Apple and Moses and whatever Brad's children's name are. They're all, you know, shoop, shoop and shoop, whatever you do on the ski slope, having a gay old time and bam, here comes Terry right in the back. Gwyneth claims he hit her from the back to the point where she thought that she was possibly even being sexually assaulted because he like really came up from behind and was like grunting at some point when they got, uh, they hit the ground and there was, they were like in a tight, almost spoon like embrace when they hit the floor. It was just like very weird. Her mind was racing and she thought it was very uncomfortable. So she yelled at him like you were in my fucking way or something like that. Um, but the thing is it's, <laughs> I think the reason why this is fascinating is, is is that this is like, how else do I say this? This is white on white crime. This is two rich people. <laughs> These are two people who are like clearly very out of touch with the real world who are just like fighting with each other. And it's just um, a glimpse into a world that I think we don't see. And for me, that's why it's like funny and interesting. I gotta say, it's not looking good for uh, Mr. Terry because allegedly he emailed his daughters a few weeks after the accident and was like, oh, I'm about to be a celebrity now. And said that he was wearing a GoPro at the time of the accident. But for some reason, they're not able to find this footage. She was also able to determine that, uh, I mean, this seems like a HIPAA violation. I don't know how the fuck she knows this. I mean, this is like why you don't fuck with people with money. But she was able to find out that Terry told his doctor about a year earlier before the crash that he was going blind in one eye, his vision in the other eye was decreasing. And then like a couple weeks before the accident, he told the doctor that he had gotten old all of a sudden, like there were a bunch of things going on with him. He had chronic medical issues and just like the shop was closing. And so all these things that he's alleging happened as a result of this accident. She's like, fuck you. That's cap. And I got it on your doctor's files. Okay. She was also able to interview one of his friends who said that, uh, this dude has, was like this before. Basically he was an asshole before then he was an asshole now. But Terry's claiming that he suffered broken ribs and a concussion and that that concussion has left him permanently brain damaged. Uh, his daughters took the stand or one of his daughters took the stand to say that after the crash, he basically turned into an asshole to the point where his relationship with his granddaughter is ruined. She doesn't fuck with him anymore. And that he can't do the things in his life that he used to. And one of those things, the second on the list was go to wine tastings. So, you know, his whole life has been flipped, turned upside down. Gwyneth took the stand on Friday and she said, like I told you, she thought the man was like trying to creep on her and grab on her, grope her up on the slopes, grope her on the slopes. And that, yeah, basically she cussed him out and she's sorry for that. But the thing is, the real funny part for me is that Terry's lawyer is a clear fangirl. This woman is like smitten little kitten over Miss Gwyneth. How tall are you? 
Oh my God, I wish I could be as tall as you. I can only be five five and in a four inch heel and I think I'm shrinking. Oh, Gwyneth, I think I'm shrinking too. Oh my God, like loves her. Like clearly cheesing, caking, blushing over Gwyneth Paltrow on the stand. They're having a lovely little conversation. Terry, you just wasted a lot of money, sir. You owe Gwyneth $1 plus legal fees. Terry takes a stand on Monday, like I said, so we'll see. Uh, this is so silly. And I love things that are just, like, inconsequential and silly. This is silly. This is, like, rich people wasting a lot of money on what? For what? He's suing her for $3.1 million, by the way. Um, not gonna get it. Not gonna get it. Anyway, let's move on to our girl of the week for none other than Jamila Jamil. She's back, y'all, and in full force. And by she's back, I have to realize that not all of you guys might be in the know. Now, it has been kind of like giggled about for years now that um, Jamila Jamil has a tendency to tell a very tall tale with regard to all of the uh, misfortunes that happen in her life. And there seem to be a lot of them. And they seem to uh, emanate from the most wild and... um, unexpected places. So let me just give you a little bit of a background before we get into what she said recently. Now, I don't have an exact timeline for this. Just know that at some point over the years, Jamila has told all of these stories. It doesn't matter which uh, succession it was, right? One of the stories, she says that as a teenager, she was going to be a model and she was saved uh, via a car accident. And she says that she received a spinal injury running head-on into traffic while trying to avoid a bee in London, and that that accident left her bedridden. Now, apparently she has told, allegedly, two different stories about what happened in the aftermath of said accident. She told the mirror that she was confined to the bed for two years and had to walk with a Zimmer frame, but then she also said to Cosmo that she was bedridden for a year in a wheelchair for about six months after that. So... I don't know. She also told a story that um, she had gotten mercury poisoning from her fillings, something that I even did research on. It says that that is not possible, hasn't happened, no evidence of that. Um, she claims that a private doctor told her this, and he took out all of her fillings and gave her um, whatever other kinds of ones, and now she's better. Okay. Okay. That's, that's what she said. There was another time where she said that she um, had dropped a cookie on the floor and went to pick it up and somehow that triggered her um, lifelong seizures. Uh, I don't know. Then there was another story that said, oh, she was with Mark Ronson doing something and that they had been attacked by a swarm of like 500 bees on set. It was every man for himself. They were running, screaming, crying, throwing up. But then they asked Mark Ronson about this, like, a few years later, or a little bit after this, and he was like, I don't remember it like that at all. I think it was maybe, like, one or two bees, and they weren't running or swarming. They just kind of slowly walked inside. So he remembers it very differently. And so uh, Tracy Morrissey is the one who kind of started compiling all these stories a few years ago and was like, I don't know, it's kind of giving Munchausen at this point. What do you guys think, right? So Jamila uh, popped off on Instagram and wrote this whole long caption, um, just running the gamut from like, I have a chronic illness, you guys, fuck you, to um, 
you guys are all misogynist because you believed that man immediately over me. So when I saw the headline, Al Roker left speechless by Jamila Jamil's disastrous booty call story, I knew I had to take a little peep and see what was going on there. So she did an interview with the Today Show on Tuesday promoting her podcast, right? And they were asking like about worst date stories. So she says, I had a man take several steps into my apartment on what was supposed to be my first ever booty call. He collapsed three steps in. Um, she goes on to say that he broke all of his front teeth. The teeth flew across the apartment. He split his chin open. He collapsed. And it was because he had, um, quote, misused a drug that excites a man's sausage. Now, I would encourage you guys all to go to this YouTube. Uh, you, you can find the uh, video on page six if you find his headline. But also, you can go to the YouTube and find this, I'm sure, on the Today Show. <laughs> the way Al Roker looks at the camera it's not a um oh this is a wild story for morning television this is like a little too hot for tv he's looking like excuse the fuck out of me <laughs> i have never seen al roker make this face in my whole life and i have really al roker has been in my home my whole life so th I, I laughed and i cackled i've never seen mr roker like that before <laughs> And I live to see it. He was looking like, did you guys hear that? Come on. <laughs> the story also reminded me a little bit of Jordan from Summer House talking about how when he lost his virginity, the girl he was with, what, tried to eat his ass or something? <laughs> and like put his legs up in the air or something like that. And that she, I don't know, this ended up with a her getting a nosebleed or something like that and bleeding all over. And everybody was like, Jordan, what the fuck are you talking about? That didn't happen. That's just, you know, that's the vibe I'm getting. But I, I don't call people liars here. Yes, I do all the time. But we're going to move on. We're going to move on. So here's the thing, you guys. I don't want to overwhelm you or myself with Scandaval updates. And I just want to keep it down to like the brass tacks here because we got a long road <laughs> left with the season. One. Two, I just don't, I feel like every little bit of information is probably being said uh, from 15 other podcasts that you listen to. And so I just don't want to like be redundant. Um, but there are some things that I want to talk about. So um, yeah, I just want to talk about a couple of things that I think are actually really important. Um, first of all, uh, I'm predicting that now that we're done with the reunion and all we really have now is just to watch the show play out as it is. I have a feeling, this is my prediction, and everyone's business but mine prediction, psst, psst. I have a feeling that um, somebody who people call by two different names at this point um, might be going into overdrive in order to save their reputation. And so I feel like, you know, if we saw one little bus stop interview, I think that's not going to be the last. And really, I think, sh bravo, y'all need to put this cast on a gag order, to be honest with you. If you want to, like, preserve, I'm using this facetiously, preserve the sanctity of the season, I think y'all got to kind of shut this down. Like, y'all, no more podcasts. 
no more, you know, anything like that. Like these kids can't be talking. Yes, these kids are my age and older and I'm not a child, but you know what I mean? So I think collectively to like shut the shit down immediately right now before it happens is just like stop paying attention to um, people's shenanigans. And Sorry, not the podcast shenanigans. I mean Raquel's shenanigans. I think she's about to like really, really amp it up. It, the good faith attempts. And it's going to be sad. And, you know, laugh privately. Laugh privately. But laugh by yourself. Um, so with that being said, let's just have one more public laugh at Raquel. Um, I mean, oh my God, these pictures, those pictures of them, th- that little couple, Bonnie and Clyde over there, um, Crustache and Bonnie, with with the cigarette and the Diet Coke and the fucking... Uh, Shut up. You guys are so stupid. Stupid. Anyway, um, there were also rumors, possibly, that this may have been going back as far as May. This is something that I forgot to mention. The Nima of it all. Nima from Shots of Sunset. Um, on that Jamie All Over podcast, they had both kind of, I felt like, passively mentioned that... Raquel was feeling kind of some type of way because she had been dating Nima. She had flown out to, or he had had her flown out to New York because he lives here sometimes. And um, that he had kind of ghosted her around this time. And she was really like, you know, like kind of feeling a little bit of an ego bruise. And so that may have also factored into it. Um, Something that I think we need to think about. Uh, not to give her a pass, but like, you know, the Nima of it all. That does factor for me. Um, so the streets are saying that Hannah's wedding was, what, May of 2022, I guess. Tom was there, not with Ariana. Raquel was also there. Um, I guess Sheena had filmed, recorded some podcasts out there that he was there. And, and they just thought it was weird. Like, apparently this person was giving or getting death stares from Raquel because uh, she was talking to Tom, had a conversation with Tom and like could see that Raquel was staring daggers at her. Um, so I don't know. I mean. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I have a feeling this probably, like, they probably had an emotional, like, Molly-laced connection at Coachella, and then things were kind of weird, and then things really popped off in June. That's what I think. Um, I also think the one thing that they did get out of this uh, reunion 
leak was that somebody got violence and it wasn't who you would expect. It definitely was not Raquel, Ariana, or Tom. Um, and <sighs> I'm hoping it's Schwartz. To me, that would be so funny. But also, like, who would Schwartz be putting hands on? Like, James? I just can't imagine. Like, who's who's throwing hands that I wouldn't expect? Possibly Katie. Schwartz. Schwartz seems to be, like, the only one. But is he? Because, like, he's good to throw a drink on somebody. You know? Frankly, I think the one who would be least likely to put hands on somebody is uh, Miss Give em Bark Bark the Loudest. Lala. Um, but, you know, I think that's not the general opinion's. General public's opinion. But anyway, our Can I Get a Hell Yeah for a Week is, once again, to Sheena's lawyer. This woman, Naima Romani, is an icon and a legend. And I kind of wish I lived in L.A. so she could, you know, she's the president of West Coast Lawyers. And I think if you guys need one, you should probably hire her because she's got time. And this is the sort of legal action and representation that we deserve. So allegedly during this reunion, uh, Raquel had uh, Andy serve Sheena because, you know, they couldn't be together because they had the 100 uh, feet away restraining order. Um, So she had Andy serve Sheena with papers that were like, basically, I want to drop this restraining order. Right. But uh, Miss Romani said Rachel... Rachel had Andy serve, quote unquote, Sheena with a document during the reunion, but the papers have no legal meaning. It was a request to dismiss a complaint or a civil lawsuit, but Rachel had requested a permanent restraining order, which is something completely different. There's no way for Rachel to, quote, drop the temporary restraining order before next week's hearing. This is California law and even on the court's website. You know, she said, uh, and and look all the way down, scroll all the way down, girl. You're not going to be Alexia. She also goes on to say that this shit is like really stupid because it was just a printed out document. It had not been filed. It didn't have the stamp on the uh, right corner to render it official. And basically it was just another PR stunt by Rachel and her team. And then she goes on to say, if Rachel really wanted to make this go away, she would come out and publicly say that the punch quote unquote never happened. And she's sorry for all the harm she caused Sheena, Ariana and her friends work. And our last story of the week is about none other than uh, the artist formerly known as Black China, Angela White. Ladies and gentlemen, um, she has changed her name officially and she's actually made a lot of changes if you guys haven't noticed. Over the past few weeks, uh, she has gotten her fillers in her face dissolved. She's gotten a breast reduction, an ass reduction. Um, she's got a tattoo that she's in the middle of uh, getting removed, a tattoo of uh, Baphomet, which is like a devil goat kind of thing. It's seen as very demonic. She's also leaning really hard into the Christianity, getting baptized and things of that nature. Um, she deactivated her OnlyFans, but... Y'all, Tokyo Tony has really been, she's been out here. She's been out here um, doing and saying things. I would not encourage you to go look at it, but she's, she's living an active life. That Tokyo Tony, I will say that. But Tokyo described this tattoo that Angela's getting removed as a an 8 by 10 tattoo on her 10 by 12 ass. So that that is her biological mother. 
Oh my God. So Angela is making a lot of changes and she says, basically, I want to dissolve all of it. Just dissolve it. Back to the baseline. I'm tired of the look and it's just not flattering. It's not what I look like. Uh, I totally, it totally changed my face and I'm just ready to get back to Angela. Now I'm of two minds about this. I was actually talking to Troy about this last night that there's a theory that somebody posited that Angela is probably going to be pivoting into the evangelical Christian um, world, probably going to be definitely a little bit more right wing, um, conservative, probably homophobic, just saying like real wild things as a grift, y'all. Like, let's anticipate a relationship with Candace Owens, a spot on her podcast at some point soon. I'm expecting a pivot. Also, it reminded me of somebody saying that we're going to see a big wave of women who are going to start actually doing this, getting their lips and their fillers dissolved because they didn't anticipate the kind of maintenance that it would take to uh, maintain this long term in terms of like <clears throat> just your schedule, the financial aspect and all of that, that there's going to be like a long or rather a big trend back towards this like more, you know, quote unquote natural look, which I think will be very interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, and it does make sense. Like, I think a lot of people do these things very impulsively and they're like, oh, I'm going to have to do this for like 20 years of the rest of my life. Okay, I didn't really want to do that. Also, I'm not really looking the way I thought I would. But that's another conversation for another day, you guys. Thank you. Let's move on to our final Real Housewives of Miami recap right now. I received a letter from somebody saying what kinds of things you do and the abuse oh you do. Oh so boy. I'm going to give the letter to Andy. And I, Andy, please leave your letter. I'm the happiest person on the planet. Who is this from? Read the letter. Dear Adriana, I'm writing to tell you I'm being abused. That's right, I'm abused every day and night and sometimes afternoons too. The culprit of this abuse is Marisol. She disregards her well-being and therefore mine as well. I believe she's not a bad person, but she's unwell and needs an intervention from a friend who doesn't enable her and understands that glorifying alcoholism is not funny to me. I'm afraid I can become chopped liver for saying this, but if it continues with her excessive drinking, like she might kill me in the end. Please help sincerely, Marisol's liver. That's, yeah. Oh, that's so stupid, Adriana. It's not Marisol. I was like, what? Who is this? Is there someone kidnapped? It's so stupid. You guys, we're at the end of the road with Miami. Let's talk about part three of the reunion. Another pretty solid part three, or part if I do say so myself. So we start off with Lisa talking about the Halloween party, right? Had to have it at the house. Couldn't say no to Lenny. Lenny apparently, you know, as the biggest clown of Miami, lives for a Halloween party. So her hand was forced, right? So then Kiki says, as a model, she's heard that Lenny's cheated for a long time. So Andy asks Lisa if that surprises her. And Lisa goes, you know, Looking back, I believe it because I've heard this throughout the years and I just thought people were like jealous or trying to break up our happy home. This is like, <laughs> I know what Lisa's doing, but we're teetering into Larsa territory where we're just like completely rewriting history. But like, okay, I don't, Do, well, would it would be fair to say that like 
people were jealous of Lenny and Lisa, there probably was somebody who was like, oh, this is a relationship I'm supposed to have. So yeah, I want it. And I guess that's what happened. But her thinking that people would be jealous is interesting. Very interesting. So Alessia goes, you know, when you're in it, when you're in a relationship and you're in love, you don't see things clearly. I've It's happened to me, right? The Kiki says that the same thing happened to her. Y'all, she said that her ex told her that he had an accident. So he cheated on her. He told her it was an accident and he slipped and fell into somebody's vagina. Like genuinely tried to convince Kiki of that, which of course did not work. The audacity of men. Like you fell. You couldn't even try to find another lie. Like you like, could, could you just say that you like her? You know, like you fell into her vagina. Okay. And your dick just happened to be hard. Wow. Fancy that. How many times? And you were like, well, now that I'm here, I might as well just do it, right? Like, what? Crazy. Then there's a viewer question for Lisa. Lisa, when you're having these parties at your house stacked with young, pretty, I think they blurt there, they bleeped it out, but I think she was saying pussy. Stacked with young, pretty pussy. Don't you feel like you're essentially hosting a speed dating event for Lenny? Lisa does say yes. But I resent that. Like, I just don't love the notion of a man simply having access to a ton of women leading to him cheating or you're giving him a poo-poo platter of bitches, you know, and it's only, you know, a matter of time before he cheats on you. Fuck that. You know, no. I really feel like quiet is kept. Straight men are trying to do this towards like bisexual people to be like, oh, you guys are the ones who can't keep it in your pants to throw the scent off of them, frankly. And I'm not going to do it. But anyway, Lisa says these parties were the catalyst to most of her fights with Lenny. And it got to the point where he was gaslighting her, making her feel crazy because he tried to make it seem like their dynamic was normal. Like, this is how Miami is. You have lots of very young, pretty, thin girlfriends. And that's no problem for you as like a 50-something-year-old man. Totally normal, right? Just friends, right? Okay, okay. He says, you know, like he would call her crazy and insecure for this stuff when she would get upset about it. So then Andy asked the ladies if they would have ever been uncomfortable bringing their men to these parties. And Marisol and Alexia, of course, are like, yes, I would never bring Steve. I would never bring Todd or whoever. But then Adriana says that actually... Something happened to where the housewives started getting banned from these parties. And she tells an anecdote about how she and was out with uh, Julia and Martina one night. They pulled up to the house, but Lenny wouldn't let them in. And I would have liked to know more about that. Like, what was that situation? Did Lisa know about that? Like, that's wild. So Andy asked kind of a strange question of like, Lisa, you're a bombshell. Did Lenny appreciate that? <laughs> Is that a fair question? I don't know. Because then she has to be like, you know, last season I had a bunch of filler. I looked crazy. Maybe he just wasn't attracted to me anymore. And like, that's so unfair. That's such an unfair question. Andy asks what role the other women have played in helping Lisa get through this time. And Lisa goes, you know, this is the darkest time in my whole life. Everybody on this cast has called and been there to me for me you know, to some degree, but Larsa actually helped getting her straining order that the girlfriend filed against her dismissed. So 
Lars is like, you know, I just had to say that, you know, she's trying to talk to Lenny. Like, you know, there was nothing crazy happening. Then she really drives the point home of being like, you know, if they hadn't dismissed it, they wouldn't have been like, we wouldn't have been able to go to any of our favorite restaurants because if they were, they, you know, if they were, like if the restraining order was open, like we never would have been able to go out again. So it was really important that this happened. So Andy then asked Marisol and Alexia about them marrying gringos. <laughs> I don't know how both of their parents were both like, girl, you should just do it. Like they encouraged it. Alexia's parents told her that the only marriages that lasted in their family, there were the ones that married gringos and Marisol's dad always wanted her to bring home an American football player and not like men from Turkey or something, which felt like, okay, <laughs> I'm uncomfortable with this. But anyway, um, so she brought home Steve. So here you go. She really feels like uh, Marisol's, Marisol feels like her father brought her Steve. And I don't really know what that means, but let's move on. So then Andy asks if Anthony of Todd and Todd have made up since their gringo dinner with the chocolates and the flowers and how dare you, you don't have a job. Why would you give a man flowers? Like blah, 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 whatever. <laughs> Alexia says, well, actually, we ran into Nicole and Anthony in December at some event at Carbone and Anthony, or should I call him Antonia because he's like a chick, you know, he again was being who he is and disrespectful and he said that the only people that have real jobs are him and Nicole and that he can say whatever the fuck he wants and that what he, he thought about what he said about Larsa was funny. So Nicole goes, actually... Alexia came up to me and Anthony while we were at the bar and was like wagging her finger in our faces and being like, you guys are in trouble. <laughs> so you came in hot and Anthony just actually matched your energy. So Alexia can't deny it. That is what happened. She's like, well, I just can't stand a man who, who acts like that and talks shit about a woman. So Larissa says, Anthony's a bitch. <laughs> so Andy's like, hold on. We're not doing this now. Like, I, I want to move on. He starts getting annoyed. Larsa gets asked a viewer question about her vacation braids and Andy says, I think you're going to get a lot of backlash about this. And she goes, I don't think I am. I'm not white. <laughs> My mom used to wear braids and I have a braider that comes every 10 days. And, but Andy goes, yeah, well, your kids are mixed race. They're, they're black. And she goes, yeah, you know, my kids have had braids for four years. So, you know, if I'm going on vacation, I'll, I'll get them done too. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not white. So it's it's a projection for me andy does ask kiki what she thinks and she's like well you know if you look good you look good you rock it do you don't care so then andy switches to talking about the shamans and asks kiki why it is that they affected her so much and she's like listen i'm going through a lot personally i'll take any opportunity to release negative energy if it comes to me the marisol Marisol puts her hands on Kiki's knee and goes, you know, she's like a single mom and she's got a modeling career. <laughs> what does that mean, Marisol? <laughs> so we actually switched topics to Marisol and Mama Elsa's spirituality. And if she's felt her lately, because all this season she's been saying, you know, I can't feel my mom. I've been feeling very off and weird. And she goes, you know, I actually felt her really strongly in Thailand. Now, Quiet as is kept, if y'all have been watching, if you've caught up on the first three seasons of Girls Trip 3, you'll know that uh, Marisol had to cut out of the drinking because they, at this point, suspect that she might have an ulcer. An ulcer that she's been trying to cure with drinking because she thinks that if she drinks enough, it will numb her stomach and she won't feel it. 
So the production person was like, I think you have an ulcer. We're going to give you some medication. Stop drinking. Remember when that happened to Brittany and Vanderpump Rules? And she was like, Jax, I can't have tequila and spicy food. So let's go get Mexican. Like, wild. Wild. So then Andy asked her, why did you throw the stone over the balcony? You know, and she's like, you know, I just didn't want energy from anybody. I it had nothing to do with anybody giving it to me or who gave it to me. I just didn't want that energy from anybody. So Julia says, there wasn't a magic spell on it. And Marisol goes, well, you know, I would never feel that you, Julia, had the capacity to put bad juju on anything. So Adriana goes, well, why did you say that I did? And Marisol goes, well, you're Brazilian and, you know, the brujeros. And Adriana goes, okay, well, you're Cuban. To which Marisol says, well, I'm not the one who gave you the stone. You guys gave it to me. (laughs) Andy asks Adriana what his stone would say if she gave him one. And she's like, oh, you know, love, because I know that you've always wanted to find it, you know, outside of your kids. So Andy goes, well, actually, Mama Elsa said that I wasn't going to find any love. And so then Marisol goes, okay, and then fast forward a decade later, do you feel like she was right or wrong? And Andy goes, well, I'm hoping my story's not done. She's like, you know, that's perfect. (laughs) So Andy says goodbye to Kiki by uh, giving her a Whopper and asking, Kiki asking, does it have cheese on it? Double cheese on the broiler? (laughs) Like, you were dead ass gonna eat that, and I love that for her. Julia actually is like, you know, this burger's bringing up a lot of memories. So, like, before you leave, I just want to clear something up. Like, you're the funniest girl. You're delightful. But on that boat, you were threatening to sue. And when somebody threatens legal action, to me, that's a no-no. And I overreacted. So, I'm really sorry I didn't invite you to my party. Kiki says, don't worry about it. You can make it up to me by taking me on a date with Martina. <laughs> and I love that. Gertie starts planning, uh, her her wedding planning business is thriving. She's been invited to speak in Cutter. She's uh, also restructured her business only to five weddings a year and um, starts talking about Russell and him saying how he felt about her not being around as much and them not being intimate as much and how she really listened to him because he's usually a man of few words. And um, she also thinks that she doesn't, she also said that she doesn't think that Russell would have told her had it not been for the show. Um, but things are much better now. She and the boys are going on individual mommy and son dates and things seem to be going well. Then Andy switches to Alexia, Adriana and Marisol's uh, fractured relationship. Get it? Uh, or it could have been, it could be broken in a thousand pieces. We're, we're not sure yet. So while they're playing this montage of the relationship from the good times to getting ready to uh, for Adriana's wedding to the bad times of Adriana telling that Marisol that she saw her ex on Bumble and that he told her he never loved her, you know, highs and lows. Marisol's giving full silent drama in that like picture in picture, wiping away tears. And she says she's crying because she felt like they were friends, but She felt like Adriana was being really dismissive by saying that she and Alexia used her to be bridesmaids because she actually really loved her. And the whole thing with the ex, friends don't do that. Adriana says that she was coming from a good place in effort to prove her loyalty. And I think this is Adriana's major flaw is that she's, her way of like trying to connect to people is hurtful 
to them. <laughs> like, you think, oh, I'm going to turn this around, but they're, like, stuck on the, oh, uh, I have to now think about my son's tragic accident or, you know, the fact that this man that I thought I was going to be spending my life with told you that he didn't love me. Like, that's not a proof. So Andy does say, didn't you consider, like, had you had just left it with your ex reached out Marisol, I didn't respond to him out of respect to you and left it at that. That's one thing. But to say that he never loved Marisol repeatedly, do you see how that's not going to land well? Your buddy Julia behind you is nodding her head, so you know. (laughs) Adriana says it was not her best judgment because they were on their second bottle of Cristal, she and Marisol. She goes, look into my eyes, Marisol. Your mother and I were really good friends and she liked me. That has to hold some weight with you. Andy asks a viewer question to Larsa about hearing Adriana's feelings about Alexia and Marisol and then immediately running to Alexia to squeal about it. And Larsa goes, well, I just felt like she called her a bitch. (laughs) I felt like that. And I just felt like she had all these feelings and I just don't really know who she is. So Alexia says, I don't know if she's my friend or my enemy. And Adriana asks Alexia, how many times have I reached out to you to get lunch or dinner and try to hash this out? You were mean in response to me. And she goes, you know why? Because you're fake. You're a fraud. <laughs> so then Andy asks Alexia what Adriana is not telling the truth about. And then Larsa, who has had zero to do with this, tells Adriana to shut up. And when Adriana tells her, it's not all about you, Larsa, she goes, it is shut up. It is all about me. Shut up. So Alexia says that Leah Black was the one who was trying to tell them that Adriana was married to Frederick prior to the show and then got married for the show, right? Alexia says, you know, I never believed it because I just couldn't imagine someone doing that. And then I realized she must already be married because she made us wait three hours for the ceremony. And why else would you do that unless you didn't care because you already were married? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com At this point, we get to the um, closed captioning overlapping chatter portion of the show because they're all talking over each other. Andy starts getting pissed, asking Adriana over and over, were you already married? But she's like getting into it with Alexia, right? So Alexia goes full Will Smith for whatever, screaming, keep my name and my family's name out your fucking mouth. And Andy's just like, okay, can we get focused? Can we please get focused? And then Marisol chimes in from the end of the couch with what I'm assuming is a fresh cocky going, I'm laser focused. <laughs> the lady. I I need her 
Can we just, can Steve, if you hear me, can you just start incorporating um, some sparkling water or tap into these uh, morning drinks that you're making for her, the mimosas, the, the other things. If we could just start incorporating water, I think that would really change her. Andy finally is able to ask Adriana if she married Frederick for the show, and she says absolutely not. So then Andy switches to the ankle that could have been broken into a thousand pieces, and he asks Dr. Nicole what her read on it was. So Nicole says Adriana really was bruised and she was swollen. The resort that we were at was a big property, so, you know, the easiest way to schlep around if you're in pain would be a wheelchair. Julia co-signs this, and we do see a flashback where you can see bruising up Adriana's leg, but then here comes fucking CSI Pippin edition, screeching, how was it not blue the next day? How was it not blue the next day? (laughs) So then, you know, they were like, well, you just can't, she was bandaged. Basically, everywhere her bandages were happened to be where she also was bruised, so they couldn't see anything. Andy asked Adriana for her side, and she's like, okay, it started like this. We're on the boat. We're all happy. We're listening to my song. It's a good time. Alexia and Marisol both said it's a great song, to which Alexia and Marisol both go, yep, I still love your song. We love a good song. Love it. And then Adriana goes, and then I don't know how the accident thing came up. So Alexia goes, okay, because it's inside of you, my love. I feel bad because it's like you can't, like, it doesn't connect the things that you say. Adriana says, But it was to relate and to connect to you because I admire you and I love you and I respect Frankie. But Alexia goes, why do you say these things? Like, do you understand that that creates pain? And Nicole goes, honestly, after she made that comment, there were a good 10 minutes where we were all trying to get to Adriana. And she wasn't, like, it wasn't clicking with her. The Marisol points and goes, exactly, Nicole. That's exactly what happened. Nicole says that maybe she thought that Adriana was having like a panic attack or something. And when she came down, she started to apologize to which Alexia goes, yeah, well, she said my bad. So Adriana goes, but everybody uses that term. But Andy was on Alexia's side. Like it is pretty flippant. And I do agree. Now we do know that that's not the last thing that Adriana said. There was a whole blurb that she wrote after that. But I think just using the term my bad at all. You you got to move real careful with people like Alexia because they will grab onto the one thing that they don't like and then it doesn't matter what she said before and after that. You know what I mean? You got to move careful. Andy asked Julia about the apology not really landing with Alexia and she goes, yeah, it didn't land, but what is the one thing that separates all of us from Adriana? We're all dating or married and she's single. And Larissa goes, Julia, you have to stop saying that. And I actually kind of agree. Like, okay. You're only as single as you allow yourself to be. Like, single is a mindset. And by that, I mean, you cannot have a partner, but, like, you don't have to give this, like, desperate, I need love or I'm going to languish and my dog's going to eat my face off. You got to, like, stand stand up, girl. Like, live in your truth. Truly, nobody's going to want the woman who's just, like, sitting here crying and, you know, bringing up traumatic incidents to justify the fact that she doesn't have love. Like, she really needs to talk to somebody about this. Julia says that she was just asking for empathy, and Gertie says, you know, she's not in a good place mentally. Adriana. <laughs> Felice 
Lisa says that she's confided with Adriana, but Marisol goes, you know, you're dark. Adriana, you're dark. Marisol says, after 12 years, all of a sudden I'm dark. She goes, you're unwell. (laughs) You're unwell. And I actually received a letter from somebody saying the kinds of things that you do and the abuse that you do. So I'm going to give this letter to Andy so that he can read it. So Andy asks, who is this from? And Adriana goes, read the letter. So he opens it up. Thick cardstock, nice paper, nice (laughs) envelope. Girl, as follows. Dear Adriana, I'm writing you to tell you I'm being abused. That's right. I'm abused every day and night and sometimes afternoons too. The culprit of this abuse is Marisol. She disregards her well-being and therefore mine as well. I believe she's not a bad person, but she's unwell and she needs an intervention from a friend who doesn't enable her and understands that glorifying alcohol is not funny. I'm afraid I can become chopped liver for saying this, but if it continues with her excessive drinking, she might kill me in the end. Please help. Sincerely, Marisol's liver. (laughs) And with that, I've never felt, or it's been a long time since I felt something that was simultaneously deeply and aggressively corny and embarrassing, but also (laughs) very funny. (laughs) This is so silly and petty. And it's so funny. Marisol's like, oh, it's so stupid. That's so stupid. And Alexia goes, Andy wants to go home, bro. This is a waste of his time. (laughs) Adriana gets up and she hands his papers to Marisol. And she goes, you know, there are many places near your house. And Alexia, you enable her. Andy asks, are those rehab places? And Adriana goes, no, it's Alcoholics Anonymous. And Alexia goes, well, there are mental health places on here, too. Maybe you can go uh, to a mental health and get some help, too. (laughs) Maybe you can go to a mental health. Julia's sitting there cringing. Andy's pointing again and goes, even Julia, even Julia doesn't like this. Adriana says, I'm not judging. I'm just offering help. And Andy goes, do you think that helped? Sending a letter from her liver. Do you think that this was the right time? (laughs) And Adriana gives Andy the most beautiful smile. Like, what? What do you mean? (laughs) Julie and Nicole are both like, yeah, girl, we were trying to move forward and get better. But now, like, we're not going to have our happy ending now, are we? Not (laughs) unbelievable. So Andy says, "Um, you know, I think we were going to ask where we were going to go from here. But I think with the letter, kind of put the kibots on anything like that was Adriana. That was horrible. But I am going to keep this letter. Andy switched topics to ask Alexia about her inability to let go of her sons and give them a little bit of freedom. And they all agree that that's partially partially a cultural thing. Like Marisol says that Mama Elsie used to call her 30 times a day sometimes at the office. And if she couldn't get her, she'd call her on a cell phone. She couldn't call the cell phone, she'd call Alexia. And also, like, imagine how big of a hole that left after she was gone, right? So Alexia says... I'm actually, like, there are some people who say, like, fuck Bravo, fuck Bravo, but I'm actually grateful to you guys because the Des Moines Foundation reached out to me after seeing me on the show, and they've really helped me see the potential in Frankie and to learn how to let him go a little bit. So they're working on getting him a job, teaching him to be a little bit more independent, that sort of thing. 
And then Alexia starts getting emotional and says, you know, it's an everyday struggle that I have to deal with him. And for Adriana to, like, go on and on about, oh, you know, I'll never be able to get groceries or be independent if my ankle broke. It's, like, infuriating because I know that Frank will never be able to do that. So then Gertie asks Alexia, if you've been to a therapist, and Andy's like, yeah, I really think that because even with one of your situations, that would be enough. But Alexia reminds them, uh, my grand, my mom was a psychiatrist, so she kind of was like a therapist. She talked to me and Frankie about our issues, but she needs somebody else. But I mean, how do I say this without being disrespectful? I don't think I can. <laughs> I don't think I can. I will just say that there's a, um, a saying about the children of people in mental health services being uh, wild wild so i think that they might benefit from speaking to somebody who's like not in the family you know i think that would really help so then they switch topics to like peter not wanting to work with her and wanting to move to puerto rico and you know adriana says you know alexia when the whole world was passing judgment on him i sent you messages saying i feel for you as a mother and i wanted to look past the behavior to see what's going on And deep down, I love you both. And this is what I'm saying. Like, why would you need to mention that as a sign of your friendship? You know what I mean? Like, I was there for you all the times that your son fucked up and was, you know, out here acting wild. Like, I don't, I just feel like, can you find something that doesn't like stick somebody right in the eye with a hot poker as a way to relate to them? Like, find something else. Andy asks Marisol, Adriana, and Alexia to all say something nice about each other. So Marisol starts first, or Adriana starts first. She goes, Marisol, I respect your strength because you came out on the other side like I hope to, and I respect you for that. And Marisol goes, well, I'll help you get out on the other side. You just have to stay out of the dark. So Adriana goes, Alexia, I appreciate you as a mother, and I have nothing but respect for you, and I would never disrespect you as a mother. Then Alexia goes, or Andy goes, Alexia, do you want to say anything about Adriana that's nice? Alexia goes, I love her song, and she sings so beautiful. And besides that, I just want you to focus on all the beautiful things in your life and believe it and see it because we can't do that for you. And I actually think that that was maybe very, the most sound advice that I've heard um, Alexia give somebody. Like, it is, I it's a confidence issue that's going on. And... I, you know, jealousy and a lack of confidence can be mistaken for each other. And I do think that there is some jealousy on Adriana's part. Like, I do think that she's like a little bit too shady towards the women who have husbands doing things that are like husband type behavior towards them and acting like this is sugar daddy behavior. Like, I think that's really rude. And it is giving like, do you want some? But I also think like the bigger problem is like, none of this would be an issue if you would just like find something in your own life to love and be happy about. And so Marisol tells Adriana, you're so lucky and you have so much. Adriana says she wants a friendship back. They all agree to stop bringing up the past. And Gertie's like, okay, now we're on this resolution train. Larsa and Nicole, can you guys drop your stuff about the kid being out of wedlock? So they're like, okay, you guys want to go back to zero? We did it, right? 
everybody, we end on a high note. Andy asked them to do a rose and a thorn thing about the season. I don't care, honestly. Larsa says she was guarded last year because she had to be, but this year she felt really good and in her own space and being a strong woman. And for Alexia, her rose was getting Frankie help. Marisol was just lip syncing for her life. I love my job. I love being here. I have so much fun with this experience. Please, Peacock, give us another season, basically. Gertie says, you know, she's really making it count. The show helped her see her blind sides, and now she's staying home and doing more with the kids, more of a housewife, whatever. Adriana did lay down some tracks for Emilio Estefan, so watch this space, I guess. Um, Julia says, you know, this whole thing with Martina's health, which, by the way, we find out that she has been uh, cleared. I think she's in remission from both of them, which is amazing. Um, but, yeah, just, like, put into perspective how precious life really is. Uh, Nicole says, without the show, this journey with her dad probably would not have happened. And seeing him through a different lens and, you know, just seeing where he was coming from. So she was grateful for that. And... Lisa kind of ends on a high note of, you know, maybe this was the journey for me. Maybe I got out of a marriage that I actually wasn't meant to be in. And you know what? I'm glad to know who Lenny is, especially now and not 10 years from now, because I still got some hot ears in me, right? So good for them. Raise your glasses to the ladies of Miami. I'm going to miss them. I really, really am. Uh, yeah, they close with some Bahama Mamas. And that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Um, in terms of Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, I'm going to be recapping the first three episodes on my Patreon this week. And we'll be moving into regular recaps on the Monday episode moving forward. So... Yeah.